Well, praise the Lord. Um, we're really glad to be here. Like, uh, like Pastor Lloyd said, we're on our way to Papua New Guinea, and uh, this has all just been a bonus. Uh, we didn't know, I didn't know, that when we purchased our tickets that we would land in Australia. Uh, then when we found out we were going to land in Australia, we found out it was Brisbane. We're not world travelers, really. And uh, so we found out, oh, we're going to land in Brisbane. I wonder how far away that is from Good Shepherd Baptist Church. So I got on MapQuest and did it, and I uh, said, so, oh, it's only like 30 minutes away. I said, call and see if we can schedule it to be two days instead of two hours of a layover. And uh, it cost us no extra money. And so we didn't know what we were going to do. We were just going to be here for two days. We're in Australia. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, Pastor Lloyd found out that uh, we were going to be here. And he graciously called me and said, um, uh, you know, I heard you're coming. And, you know, I'd like to ask if you'd preach on Wednesday night. And uh, got us set up in, a, in an apartment uh, area uh, over there, I think that direction. And, um, and then uh, today, Sylvester took us to uh, a sanctuary for koalas. And we got to hold a koala. And I don't think he was that interested. The koala wasn't, but, um, but we were. We got our pictures taken, and <laughs> I took some selfies with some kangaroos. And so um, we're, we're basically down under. This is, uh, it's been a blessing. So um, got to see Pastor Shemish and uh, Justin. And, and uh, also today we had uh, uh, coffee and lunch with Curtis and just been a blessing to see Mr. Shemish, and, uh, and uh, like, like Pastor Lloyd said, they were over with us about a year and a half ago, and uh, I don't know, God's just done some great things. You know what? We're really blessed. We're just really blessed that we get to be in Christ, and look what we get. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know you, and you don't know me, but we're in Christ together, and I praise the Lord for that. Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, and, and we're going to be in chapter number 19, Luke chapter 19, and just for reference sake, um, Zacchaeus had just been converted, and the Lord was giving them a parable here in Luke 19 where we're going to be looking, and it was just before he would go to Jerusalem um, for the triumphal entry. And so that's kind of the time frame in the ministry of Christ on the earth where we're going to read this parable, Luke chapter 19 and verse number 11. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. So as we read this parable, we need to keep this in our mind that there's these two reasons why he gave this parable. The first one was because he was nigh to Jerusalem. Uh, he's getting ready to be where he's going to be at the triumphal entry and eventually his own death. He was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. So they believed at this point that Jesus Christ was going to be their king and that he was going to rule and reign. And so he told them this parable because they thought these things. And uh, it's to counteract uh, perhaps an attitude 
that they had that everything was coming to a conclusion instead of some time in between. So let's read the parable. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities? And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you tonight, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to open your word. Lord, I pray for this sacred transaction that's about ready to take place when your word is opened and our hearts are as well. Lord, that we would, with good soil, receive your word tonight. Lord, I pray that it will not only be something that we will hear, but it'll be something that we do. Uh, Lord, that as we leave this place tonight, our lives could be different because of the way we think as a result of what your word says. Lord, please guard our thoughts from any outside thing that uh, we may be tempted to think about. Help us to focus only on your word this evening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In our text here tonight, we find that 
the Lord Jesus Christ likens himself to a certain nobleman. Uh, talks about him going into a far country. And it talks about him coming back to receive what was already his. There were these 10 pounds that he gave to 10 servants. Uh, when you look in the text, you find that there were servants and there were citizens. Uh, the citizens said that they would not have him to reign over them. And uh, when he came back, he found them and they were slain. So the servants in our text are different from the citizens. Uh, the servants would represent us. Uh, that would be an example of us. Uh, we would be those that would want to serve Christ. Uh, we would be those that would want to uh, do good for him uh, while he is away, so to speak. And uh, one day the Lord is going to return. And when he returns... He's going to expect to require of his own. Uh, he's going to look at what he has given us, and he's going to hope that we had gained in what he has given us in this life. Uh, tonight I want to uh, take a few minutes and talk on this subject, increasing your pound. And I, I know we just had some supper over there, and I don't mean increasing your pound in that way. Uh, many have already figured that out. Increasing your pound. That, that's what I'd like to talk about tonight. And I'd like for us to consider this. In this life, each of us has been given a pound. Um, sometimes we think of maybe something that we're good at, maybe a talent, as our pound. But it's, it's way more than that. The pound that we have been given is our life in its entirety. The pound that we have been given is uh, uh, not only our talents, but our, our time that we have, our energy that we have, the ability that we have to think. Uh, as a husband, my marriage is part of the pound that God gave me. Because God gave me my wife. Uh, as a father, my children are part of the pound that God gave me. And uh, one day he's going to come back. And the goal is that the pound that he gave me will have been increased. So um, as far as my children are concerned, uh, have my children been raised up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Have I been faithful uh, to try to train them biblically? Have, have I tried to lead them in a way that their pound could also be increased? Um, in my marriage, is my wife, am I or my wife closer to God than before we got married? And so a wife can be that way toward her husband. A husband can be that way toward his wife. Um, there's uh, certain abilities that God has given me to where I've earned money when I, when I worked at a machine shop uh, before I became a pastor and after I was a pastor for some time. Um, it, it, with the money that God has given me, is my pound increased with that? Uh, many different areas in our life that God has given us, and it's part of the pound that God has given us. And one day He's going to come back, and he's going to expect that that pound 
has been increased. And whatever increase that there has been in that pound is going to directly affect what we're going to be able to do for him for all of eternity. So the millennial reign is coming. And one day we're going to hopefully be involved in that. Uh, But if my pound is not increased because I took it and I hid it in a napkin, then when that time comes, the things that I was going to get to do for my Lord, someone else is going to get to do. He says, uh, take from him the pound and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And every, it says, everyone that hath is going to receive more. And those that have not are not going to get anything. So, so um, the, the, what I'm trying to say tonight is this. What we're doing right here is of significant, eternal value. Uh, because we should all be intending... And, and doing our best to increase the pound that God has given us. Uh, we're supposed to be laying up treasures in heaven uh, uh, where moth and rust doesn't corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. And we lay up our treasure down here and it's just going to melt one day. But, but if we lay it up there. So, so that's the idea. Uh, I'll, I'll say a few things tonight. Number one, in this idea of increasing your pound, Consider this, the pound we have was never ours. The pound we have was never ours. It is not ours, and it was never ours. Uh, Look what it says in verse uh, verse number 13 of chapter 19. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. And said unto them, Occupy till I come. So so he delivered them the ten pounds. Each of the ten servants got one pound. He delivered that to them. It was the master's, and now they have it. It's still not their pound, but it wasn't their pound to begin with. Look in verse 16. Then came the first saying, Lord, Thy pound hath gained ten pounds. So they're acknowledging this was your pound, and it still is your pound, and it has gained ten pounds. So now, who do the other nine pounds that it gained belong to? They also belong to the Lord. You say, but, well, but he earned those. No, they, the first pound that all the other nine came from belonged to God to begin with. So all now of the 10 pounds belong to God. It would be like if, um, if I gave you $10,000 and I said, you have one week to take this $10,000 and increase it. And so uh, uh, maybe you'll go and you'll, um, you'll go stand outside the uh, uh, koala sanctuary and look for Americans to come through and say, here's some kangaroo food for $10 a bag. I probably would have bought it. And uh, so at the end of the week, you come to me and you say, hey, Pastor Shanks, I took that $10,000 and here's $12,000. And I say, all right, thank you. And I take the whole $12,000. say, but wait, I made the other $2,000 with my $10,000. 
Now, you have to understand these servants here were servants of the master, which meant that they already had their living provided for. They had a place to stay. They had food to eat. This, is what, this was expected of them. To increase it was expected of them. Uh, but the pound we have was never ours to begin with. The Bible says in Psalms, Psalm 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. You belong to God. I belong to God. The breath I just took came from God. It belongs to God. The brain I have in my head, the hands I have on the ends of my arms, it all belongs to God. The tongue I have, the time I have, the wife I have, the kids I have, the church that I pastor was never mine. The congregation was never mine. It was always God's. The electricity that lights the building, it all the salary, whatever comes with it, it always was God's, it always will be God's. I'm simply in a place where I'm supposed to increase it. Sometimes we, we get a notion. So what am I going to do on my holiday? Well, it's God's holiday, and we should go on holiday. And out of seven days, we should rest one of them. That's what the Bible says. But it belongs to God. So when I'm tempted to take that day of rest and try to increase his pound against what he's recommended in his word, it wasn't my day to do that with. So we have to think that way. Um, uh, many times a young person in America will... will begin to grow up and they'll turn 13, 14, and they'll start to say, hmm, I wonder what I want to do with my life. But it's not your life. I wonder what I want to become. But it isn't your life. It's God's life. It never was your life. So I, I wonder what I would like to do. I wonder, I wonder where I would like to go. It's all about God. It always has been all about God. And it's still all about God. You say, well, we're sons and daughters, and that is true. We're also servants. Um, having food and raiment, let us be there with content. The Lord has blessed me significantly, and uh, he's provided my food and raiment. So now I must endeavor to increase the pound that God has given me. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. I'm not my own. You're not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. So my body is God's and my spirit is God's. And we're just it's just on use. It's what it is. Right now, this body, uh, I, I, can, I can do things with. But, but the intent on God's part is that I would increase it for him. 
to increase my pound. Number one, the pound we have was never ours. Number two, to increase our pound, we must occupy. Look what it says in verse number 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. So he uses this word, occupy. Uh, this is uh, 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 oftentimes used in a military way, occupy. So when a country goes in and invades another country, uh, they'll conquer a city and they will occupy. Uh, to occupy means they're now going to use those buildings for their own advantage. It means they're going to use the vehicles and the streets and the food and the people. Everything that's in that city, they're going to use for the country that they came from. And these are soldiers that they're not going to own the city. They're, they're just servants uh, for their master. And they go into that city, but they're occupying. It's called an occupation. So they go in and they occupy for the advancement of the country that sent them there. And the Bible says, Jesus said, occupy till I come. So um, what does that mean? Does that mean we're supposed to have a military takeover? That's not what it means. Because the pound that I've been given is my life, my body, my flesh, my mind, my time, my spirit, my breath. Everything that I am belongs to God. And I want to increase uh, my pound for him, so I'm supposed to occupy till I come, he said. The definition of occupy is to take possession. To take possession. This is what that means. My body is not supposed to tell me what to do. I'm supposed to tell my body what to do. If, if I'm going to increase my pound for God, then there are things that I'm going to have to take control of. The Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, my body shouldn't be telling me what to do. I should be telling my body what to do. Uh, the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. But I keep under my body. That doesn't mean that I'm staying underneath where my body is but I keep under my body, it means that I'm pushing my body down. I'm keeping it under. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, Paul said, I myself should be a castaway. So he kept his body under. He brought it into subjection. Told his body what to do. And our pound will not be increased as long as our bodies tell us what to do. He, the master told the servants, occupy till I come. So what did they have to occupy? They had that pound, which was a small amount of money. He, the Lord even says later on, you've been faithful in very little. So a pound wasn't a whole bunch of money. And that's what they had to occupy. To mean, it meant that they were to take possession of that pound. It meant that they were supposed to make that pound work for them so that it would increase. And we're supposed to do the same thing, to occupy. Uh, we have, we have uh, our thoughts that are supposed to be occupied. The Bible says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that it 
exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we're supposed to, our minds are supposed to be occupied. Um, Part of that word occupied doesn't mean to just take and put in a jail cell somewhere. To occupy doesn't mean to just have ownership of. It means to take ownership of and employ. Meaning, uh, uh, when I employ someone, it isn't just giving them something to do. It's, it's having them be profitable. That's what employment is supposed to be. Uh, so if you go to work for your boss and it costs him $100 to pay you for the day, and uh, at the end of the day you've earned him $100, there's no profit in that. By the end of the day, you should have earned your boss maybe $120. If it costs him $100, you should be making him $120. If it costs him $100 and you only make him $100, there's no profit in that. So to occupy is to not only take ownership of and possession of, but to employ, to make it profitable. So we've got to be entrepreneurial with the pound that God has given us. We don't get to just sit around and put ourselves in a napkin. Say, well, I'm going to do my best not to sin. And when the rapture happens, as long as I'm as clean as I could have been, well, everything will be fine. Uh, At the end, we find he calls him a wicked servant. Thou wicked servant. Well, I didn't go off and do a bunch of bad things with my pound. He didn't spend his pound. I didn't go off and do a bunch of bad things with my pound. Yeah, but you did not increase my pound. So you're a wicked servant. We don't, we don't get to just go through life with the stick shift in neutral and just kind of coasting along. We don't get to do that. He, he intends for us to increase the pound. And to increase our pound, we must occupy. The pound we have was never ours. To increase our pound, we must occupy. Number three, gaining is accomplished By trading. Look what it says in verse number 15. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. So gaining is accomplished by trading. So this is what that means. In the pound that God has given me, if I never risk, if I never trade, there will never be a gain. So I have to trade in order to gain. So how does that work? Uh, Tonight, you traded time so that you could come to church and learn some things from the Word of God that you would receive, that would help you grow so that you could gain. That's a good trade. But you could have done whatever you wanted to with your time tonight. You could have stayed at home. You could have watched TV. You could have played a sport. You could have slept. You could have done whatever you wanted to with your time, but you traded it so that you could gain. Now, Everything that we have in life is able to be traded. Uh, You say, well, what else is there to trade? Uh, 
The Bible says that Epaphroditus traded his health. So we have health. And sometimes we think that if our health goes down, that maybe God uh, um, is not pleased with that. Some people think, well, if I go serve God over here and I get sick, then it wasn't God's will for me to go and serve him over here. The Bible says Epaphroditus was nigh unto death for the cause of Christ. Nigh unto death for the cause of Christ. And do you know what Epaphroditus traded? He traded his health so that his pound could increase. He gained by trading. Uh, the Bible says that the widow that put in her two mites, she gave all her living. That's everything that she had. She traded her future. She didn't know when she was going to get anything else, but she knew that God was going to give her food and raiment because God said he would do that for his own. So she traded everything she had. And of all those people that day that was casting money into the treasury, who did the Lord Jesus Christ point out? It was that widow woman. She was trading that. Um, you have comfort that you can trade. You have time that you can trade. But we need to be wise about our trading. We need to be wise about where we trade our money. We have money we can trade. Uh, when it comes to my children, they're part of the pound that God has given me. So I try to be very wise and shrewd about the time that I trade to spend with my kids that will not only increase my pound, but will increase their pounds. And if my children's pounds are increased because I'm increasing my pound, then my pound increases exponentially as well as the congregation that God has given me to pastor. If I'm increasing my pound by helping them increase their pound, then the pound just increases a whole lot bigger. And the Lord is gonna, when the Lord comes back, he's going to be glad about that. And I'm hoping that he says to me what he said to this man and to the man that increased his uh, by five pounds. They got the same uh, kind statements from God when they increase their pounds. Gaining is accomplished by trading. And then um, number four, I'd like us to look in verse number 20. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man, Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? So now this, this man, you notice he's, he's actually blaming the master. Uh, he, he's actually saying, because you are austere, I was afraid to trade the pound that you gave me. So I kept it laid up in a napkin. Now, when Jesus Christ came, he came as a lamb. 
When he comes back again, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be like a lion. And there will be austerity. Um, but that ought not to make us afraid to take the pound that he's given us and intend to increase it. Um, uh, uh, before we came to Papua New Guinea, or you know, came on this trip to go to Papua New Guinea, uh, we had to consider the, the, uh, the, the pound that we're trading. And is this going to increase our pound or decrease it? Uh, we have time that we had to trade. We had money that we had to trade. Um, now, in our case, uh, we have ministries also that we are not actively involved in back home, that others are overseeing for us for this time that we're going to be in Papua New Guinea. So our goal is to help them increase their pounds by, by giving them opportunities to increase their pounds. But we had to try to wisely consider, is this going to increase our pound or is it not going to increase our pound? And when we make decisions in life, we need to be thinking that way. Every moment of every day. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go spend some time with these friends. Is that going to increase your pound? Or is it going to decrease your pound? Uh, are you taking some of that pound that God gave you and spending it on yourself? If I, In the same scenario, if I give you... a uh, $50,000. And I said, okay, I'm going to be gone for a time. I'm not going to tell you when I'm coming back. But I'm going to be back, and I'd like for you to increase this for me. And you're my servant. You already have a place to live. You already have food to eat. All that's taken care of. That's just your job while I'm gone is to increase that $50,000. And I come back, and I say, hey, uh, okay, uh, did you increase it? And you say, oh, hey, pastor, Come over here. I want you to look at this sports car I bought with your $50,000. And I come around the corner, and it's a beautiful red sports car, and you get in it and start it. You want a ride? You think I'll be happy or austere? <laughs> I wouldn't be happy because you took the pound that I gave you to increase Spend it on yourself. And so if, if you spent that on yourself, the master's not going to be pleased by that. Um, spending it on yourself is way worse than putting it in a napkin. But when you put it in a napkin, he says you're wicked. If it's wicked to put it in a napkin and not spend it on yourself... How much more wicked is it to spend it on yourself? It was never yours to begin with. And, and it was never mine to begin with. We must consider this. Every day of our lives, we should consider this. And we should think about, is, is the pound of my marriage being increased? That portion of my pound at my job? I witnessed to this person. I had a man uh, come in my office last week, and he said, Pastor Shanks, he says, I'm just really torn what to do. I don't know what to do. He, he said, I have two options, and he's uh, of retirement age. He said, I have two options. He said, um, I could stay uh, in my house where I live. I have enough money coming in 
that I can stay in my house where I live and, um, and uh, you know, go to church and serve in the ministries that God has allowed me to serve in. He said, or I could sell my house because where I live right now, the economy is really good for the seller. Since I could sell my house and make this amount of money, I could move to this city because it's cheap to live there, and I would have enough money left over to buy the boat I've always wanted. And he said, and I've asked the Lord for direction, but God isn't giving me any direction on this. He said, what do you think? And I said, well, how much time do you think you have left in this life? And he said, probably less than 10 years. Just, you know, just being practical about things, okay? And I said, um, which of those decisions is going to add to the treasures in heaven that we are laying up? Which of those decisions is going to do that? And he just looked at me. Because this one, the, the, the boat and, the, and all that, is what he's always wanted. And, and you can do that. It's, it's your option. Remembering, though, that it isn't our pound to do with what we want. But God's not going to strike you with a lightning bolt. People do these things all the time. Well, I'm going to take the last 10 years of my life, and I'm going to purchase this uh, 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 recreational vehicle, and I'm going to drive around the country, and, and you know... But is that going to add to the treasures that we're supposed to lay up in heaven? Or are we taking part of his pound and spending it on ourselves? Is our pound increased? So teenagers should be thinking, how will I increase my pound? We, we should all be thinking that way. Is, is my pound increased? Have I, have I been worse than wicked? Have I been spending it on myself? One last verse. Look over in Luke 17, just one couple chapters to the left. Luke 17 and verse number 10. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. To only do what our duty to do is makes us be unprofitable. If we are unprofitable, if the, if the rapture happens right now, have we been profitable? Has the pound we've been given increased? Or ha has it been decreased? If you've been spending the pound God gave you, you've got some work to do. And I'm looking for that day when the trumpet blows. But until that happens, uh, my nose is to the grindstone, and I, I'm, I want to increase it. It's not for me anyway. It's all for him. I want to increase it for him. And you say, well, I don't know. I think probably it's even Stephen. Even Stephen is, is wicked, according to what the master said. It's unprofitable. Let's be profitable for Jesus Christ, Pastor.